You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. Oh, man. Are you awake? Mm-hmm. Been a while since we've all three been together, though. I know. I was thinking about that. I was like, I haven't been on a podcast in at least two weeks, maybe even three. Oh, yeah, it's been. It's been a little bit. Maybe like the whole month of June. Yeah, because, I mean, but it was June was everybody traveled kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, not everybody, but Pat went We've up We've all to, been doing stuff. <clears throat> yeah, Pat went up north and got his, caught like some wall mouth, or wall mouth, small mouth, <laughs> and a I wall did. layer, too. <laughs> it's a hybrid. It's a wall, wall mouth. <laughs> a wall mouth. Wall mouth and a small eye. Yep. For real. Um, and a hand. So it was a good yeah. trip. Tell but yeah, jump into that. The summer has flown by though. hundred oh, percent. All spring went fast. Like it feels like we've just we're we're staring down zoomed the, on through. Yeah, we're like waterfowl weekend's gonna be here like that. We're staring down the barrel of Waterfowl Weekend, yep. Whitetail Weekend, and then we're just like... Just hang on for you, the fall. You, you set that cruise control to 80. Yeah. And you're just going. It's like steering a rocket ship. It is. It is wild how the, like the flow of the outdoor retail world. But I did go on a on a trip. So I've been, uh, we've been to Canada. Um, it's been like four, let's see, four or five years now. We went to Canada and that got hooked me hooked on smallmouth fishing. And then a couple of years ago, we went to Minnesota and, uh, tried our hand at smallmouth there. We went to Leech Lake, which is, giant lake um in minnesota it's kind of the northwest area of minnesota we bounced around a couple lakes up there which if you've been to minnesota or just look on google maps and you realize like you throw a rock you hit a lake you throw a rock you hit a lake yep so you just we bounced around and then we decided to do a father-son trip so my dad and me and then my younger brother planned a trip last year to go to uh do some smallmouth fishing again in minnesota so you're looking around and we settled on a lake called uh, lake Captogama. is that how you say it mm-hmm. i figured it out finally did you yeah yeah when you start was it phonetically on the side of the, of the lake that it should have been <laughs> but once you start all the locals because they'll correct you Oh, yeah. Um, so Cab Togama. And that's probably still wrong. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they're they're messing with you up there. Exactly. Yeah. I probably sounded weird to them. Yeah. I'm sure. An old country boy down there. Which is funny, too. I'll get into that. But So we decided to go there. It's the 10th largest lake in Minnesota. But it's um, basically 35 north, straight shot through um, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, 
until 35 dead ends, which 35, if you didn't know, that far north just stops. Um, hmm. You don't have a choice. <laughs> so it just ends. Is it just a guardrail? Like um, a- it's like a wall. <laughs> um, and then there's no more highway, so you have to get Venture off. off Basically, you shoot up to Duluth by Lake. I'm going to get this wrong, but Superior, I believe. And then it cuts you over, like, northwest a little bit, and you head towards International Falls. So you're basically almost to the border. Like, as the crow flies on the lake, you're 15 minutes. Oh, yeah? Um, That close, huh? Yeah, if you went straight north, but you're about a 25-minute drive to the International Falls from where we are. Um, Stayed in a little cabin up there fished for six days straight and obviously this lake there's just all which a lot of lakes up there are but all rock and boulders and super clean and um if people know where rainy lake is that's kind of a popular lake it's kind of a boundary water and this is just south of that gotcha um, to give you an idea where we are or if if anybody's listening you know where lake vermilion is Yep, I was looking uh, at that. Just just northwest of there, almost to the border, about an hour and a half. Um, So, our intention was to go smallmouth fishing. And uh, so, the funny part is, is, and I already knew this going in, is, you know, pretty much everybody up there that goes to Minnesota to fish, I would say over 80% is for walleye. So everybody's got a low or a lund or a, you know, some deep hole V boat with the motor and then the kicker motor mm-hmm. on there. And uh, and we come cruising on up there with the old flat bottom camo sea arc. Mm-hmm. There you go. Everybody's looking at, oh, look at these boys over there. They probably going to go out catfish noodling. <laughs> or something, you know, like... Uh, Obviously, in the rougher waters, though, because that big lake, so as that north wind kind of pumps through there in the evening, it would pick up. You know, that's the downfall of that flat bottom. We just boom, boom, cruising through there. But you'll feel it. Um, we didn't care. I think we ran into one, maybe two. It might have been a second boat that was actually targeting smallmouth, but. Everybody was all walleye fishing. And we caught some walleye by happen chance. And uh, um, they have a slot up there, so everything we caught walleye was in the slot, which is 18 to 26 inches. Mm. And caught a couple smaller sauger, um, which were under that 18, so we got to keep those. And then um, smallmouth is uh, six per – our bass is six per person – only four can be large. Are uh, only four can be large. Gosh dang it! Only six, four can be small. Six bass total. Yeah, only four can be small mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, small eye, and so war mouth. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty easy to catch that limit. So you just kind of decide which, you know, which twelve you want to keep. And like up there, the water's so clean, and it's you know a little colder. Like it's not uncommon up there to eat bass oh really yeah like down here i mean i get it and to each his own but like typically if you went to a lake around here 
and uh, which is mostly largemouth. Yeah. Everybody's throwing them back. Yep. Um, they said they had largemouth. We just never found any. Um, and they got awesome perch, but we never targeted them. Yeah. They would do that kind of like jigging for crappie, but they'd use worms or minnows or whatever. Um, but lots of smallmouth fishing. And I went into it and packed a lot of tubes, which is, you know, a typical smallmouth bait. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got tubes and, and of course, like single tail and double tail, you know, small grubs with a jig head. And I was like, I wanted to try my hand at swim baits. And I even asked before I went, I did some research, you know, is that a good bait to use? And, and it works. But so I bought like Rogers has the, like their newest swim bait is the thrash, like a, you know, a paddle tail swim bait and we got a few different sizes in that so um and we came out with that swim bait head yep uh, i think it's you can do chartreuse white or uh, white black and i think even like a green pumpkin style color yeah i think so that sounds it. about right um a couple different sizes so i did bring the chartreuse swim bait heads and then a couple different thrash swim baits and i'm like we're fishing around and we're catching a few, but we just weren't figuring it out. You know, it's that first day. Like, oh, I'll switch it up. And I switched to a swim bait. And so I did the 3.75 inch thrash. Yeah. Thrash. Um, in like a crawl color. So, or, or white, but typically I'd like the Lone Star. We do the Lone Star color. Do we? Um, we do. You know, something with some browns and like a crawdad color style, you mm-hmm. know, something, you know, or a green pumpkin would have been fine. Or, but yeah. something with some green and orangish, you know. Um, and I started throwing that, and it was like, boom, caught one. Boom, caught another one. Like, oh, I might have found something. Here. Yeah, you so, might have had that green pumpkin party one or something like that. Green, green pumpkin, a bunch of flake. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Green that, pumpkin smash. Smash, yeah. That color might look like just small. Smallmouth, like and then like a small good bluegill color or something like a shad color, you know, would always work. But um, and so they were started firing up on that, and I'm not a pro at swim bait, although I figured it out real quick. Um, and so then Dad's like, "You got any more of those?" And so we switched over to that, and then pretty soon my brothers got them on, and then pretty soon we ran out in like two days. <laughs> um, They're twenty four packs. Twenty four packs. I mean, they were. I, I was like, well, I'll throw this every now and again. Yeah. And, and it's like we the were, only we thing were out of two dozen swim bait heads in two days. And uh, reason being is, and I call them line snippers, but all the pike up there. Mm-hmm. And when you're targeting smallmouth, you're not using a leader. Um, and so they just snip your line. So inevitably we lost all of our hooks. So. We have, we have to run and find more. So yeah, I told Shane to ship me some, but I never did see him show up to the cabin. Yeah, that was, but that was fun. That was. I became super confident. And that that lure in that style of fishing. Yeah, like I would feel confident now bass fishing down here for it. You know, same when thing. You, yeah, when when you're forced to use that one bait, but it was a good time. They got a fish house there and a full cabin and. We had a good time, um, yeah. what, except for the hand. Yeah, what what hook did you run through your hand? Yeah, so I, I put on a um, 
It was like a Spro, like a rock crawler, or yeah. some, you know, some sort of crankbait. I can't remember the exact brand, but um, and so I'm throwing it out there. I'm trying to get a little deeper because we're kind of off this ledge, mm-hmm. and I figured, well, I need to get a little deeper, so I threw that out there, and it was diving like eight, ten feet, and boom, a pike hit it. I'm like, gosh, dang it! And so typically what we would do, although you would lose baits, is I would take the pliers, grab the lure, and shake them off, mm-hmm. not even bring them in the boat. Yeah, the slimy little buggers. Oh, man. And they instantly start stinking and bleeding. And they roll. <laughs> they do. They, and they roll, roll around. It's like a death roll like an alligator. Yeah. Or a crocodile or whatever. Catfish will do the same thing. Yeah. It's so weird. So, And they're feisty. Um you ever get those things that you put in their mouth and it holds them open? Yeah, I wish I would have had some. <laughs> and so Dylan had caught it. Yeah. He's off the back of the boat. I'm in the middle. My dad's on the front. And he gets one. So you start running out of lures quick enough. You're like, well, we got to net every one just so we can save our lures. Yeah. So he nets it. And, you know, you're excited. So you're just things are kind of moving fast. And I lean down. I'm not paying attention to the tension my brother still has on the pole. Like, he didn't let his rod tip down, so he's holding tension Mm. on that bait. That'll do it. So I grab the fish um, kind of, you know, behind the shoulders or the gills with my right hand, and I reach down with the pliers with my left, and I go to get, you know, one of the trebles out. The other one popped out because the fish shook and my brother's holding tension because I wasn't paying attention. So that thing shot up into my, the side of my hand below my pinky on my left hand. Mm -hmm. And one of the hooks of the back treble hook went all the way past the barb down to the base of that hook. So it was in there deep. I never had one go past the bar before. I've been hooked before, but not past the barb. So you just pull it out. It was no big deal. And instantly, the other the other hook's still in the fish. Oh, oh yeah. no. And that fish starts doing the death roll while the one hook's in my hand buried. And, and your, I'm your hand's screaming. <laughs> I became a little wimp. Well, I'd be I'd be afraid of the fish biting me too. Help. Got, help. Help. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. And finally, I, well, I'm yelling at my brother, "Put the dang pole down. You caught it." And uh, then my dad looks back, and he's like, oh, he might need my help. <laughs> so he jumps down, grabs the fish. Your and, dad or your brother? Uh, my dad. Yeah. And um, so the first thing is we got to get the the hook off the, the fish, fish yeah. so it's done. So we do that, boom. Like, okay. And my dad grabs the pliers, and I see this look in his eyes. And he's kind of got a smirk on his face. <laughs> I'm like, no, doctor. Calm down. Put those down. He starts laughing. I'm like, it's not funny. And uh, he goes, I'll just rip it out real quick. I'm like, oh. He goes, it'll hurt, but it'll come out. I'm like, no, it's past the barb. Forget it. So, And I think he just wanted to hurt me. <laughs> um, so I grabbed the pliers from him. I'm like, calm down, everybody. So... I'm kind of pulling on a little bit to see it's definitely hurts. It's not going to come out that way. Obviously, I knew people cut the barb or whatever. Um, so we cut the bait off, the yep. hook. So we had 
you know, didn't have to worry about that so I don't get the other treble stuck in me. And then um, he's like, well, we got to poke that hook through, but that hurt. So we had some ice on the boat. And so I took a ice cube and held it in that spot where the hook went in until it went numb. Oh yeah. And then I was, and then I couldn't feel it. And then we just took that hook and pushed it all the way through my hand until it passed that barb, snipped it off and then it was fine. But I don't mm. want to do that again. I'm surprised so, you didn't try the trick where you like put the line underneath it. Yeah, I was wondering. I heard the, about the line trick. The braid I, line. I need trick. to learn it a little bit more. Yeah. I need to watch some more videos on it. Yeah, it's basically if someone. If you have enough hands, someone's pushing pressure down on like the eyelet, and then you're using bar or a braided line, which won't snap or stretch or bend. That's like completely rigid to pull out the hook, and as it's pulling out, it's applying downward pressure keeping that barb away as it's coming back out it's like Mm. pushing and pulling at the same time and the barb's not dragging or tearing any flesh i guess as it's coming back out of the hole yeah i need to learn it because i did learn um you know we started thinking uh one when i pushed the hook through there wasn't much room with the pliers we had Mm. that's what we used to cut that barb off yeah is always having like true hook cutters Mm. on your boat not something you really think about but if you're out there in the middle of that lake and and you can't do it that way you know and cut it now you got to go back to shore and you got you know so but you didn't think about that Mm -hmm. that using that as a tool like having that on the boat but um lesson learned well Next time you want to try the the braided line trick, let me know. For real. <laughs> I did. I was watching a video of it, though, when I got back, and that's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. But it was fun. Brought some fish home, and it was a good time. Um, well, I imagine. How was the weather? Was it hot? I'd go again. It was, uh, it, get, it pushed 80. Yeah. But it didn't feel like it does here really? not as much humidity um mornings were real calm the mosquitoes was the worst part in the yeah. evening just getting eaten up um one evening uh so a fire had started and this was the same week when all the fires in the northeast were going on in canada mm. but one had started somewhere we didn't notice it in the middle of the day but by the evening time i couldn't see across the lake Oh, really? Uh, it had blown in all the smoke. Oh, it must have not got too out of hand because it was gone by the next day. But, yeah, a little, little fire up there. That's crazy. They have a giant, at International Falls, they have a giant, uh, like, sawmill or whatever. Mm-hmm. And with mounds of, like, wood chips and sawdust or whatever, like, 40, I don't know, over 40 feet tall. Yeah. giant mounds I'm thinking oh my gosh dry I'm just thinking like one little spark or match or some guy's taking a smoke break and gets angry he's like screw that <laughs> and it's like that thing is just poof yeah it was nuts and then another cool Ooh. thing driving up there was going through ore Minnesota where they mine all the iron ore Oh yeah. Like most of it comes from that area, which is why it's called Ore, Minnesota. These d- 
deep crevices of just out in the middle of nowhere. It's hmm. like this giant ore mine. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah. But it was a good time, and, you know, that was it. Well, I thought I was done on trips, and then we went on another fishing trip. But, um, yeah, it's been a good summer. It's been it's been nice. Yeah. So. Now, speaking um, of, this this podcast is dropping after the 4th of July. Speaking of, mm-hmm. like, catching things on fire. Any any firework stories from the Fourth of July? Did everybody keep their fingers? I'm all good over here. Yeah, I still got my seven. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, nothing crazy, no. You guys have a good Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, I don't shoot them off like I did, be, you know, as a kid. Yeah. Uh, one, once I realized the money I was spending on fireworks, I was like, oh my gosh. Yep. I could buy some fishing lures. And uh, but I like watching them, and and now I've got dogs and pets, and yeah, they're all freaking out. Mm. So, but no, it was fun. I didn't get injured. I heard some stories, but yeah, I enjoy watching the the videos of Fourth of July. Like the next day, on July fifth, you get to see all the yeah, all the aftermath. Yeah, all mm-hmm. the aftermath. Mm-hmm. It seems like every year, there's so many people who get you know, an ember in their box of fireworks or their back, their low. section of fireworks yeah. and it blows up. Yeah. Yeah. That's about two thousand dollars on fireworks. They all go up in about <laughs> thirty seconds. <laughs> they all go in thirty yeah. seconds, exactly. Like, dang it. Well, we did, we actually had an incident now I think about it. You did? Mm-hmm. A mortar went off inside the tube. Ooh, yeah. Those are mm-hmm. fun. Right in the right in the middle of the street. Now were you using the tube and a different mortar from a different pack no it was the same one mm. yeah them tubes get kind of yeah i do know i know what you're talking there. about like a, you know get a little piece of cardboard starts coming undone inside well, mm-hmm. this this was a big one it had like a bamboo tube really yeah and then it just something didn't let it i, come I don't know if he put it in upside down it's my guess oh that'll happen but he, <laughs> he claims he put it in right side up but yeah neighbor came out and wondering what was going on oh yeah those are always fun when those tip over and everybody's lined up in their lawn chairs in the driveway and there's that <laughs> split second of that's facing us yep and about the time you stand up it shoots back at you and oh boom it's yeah it's funny to see everybody scatter like oh like you ants. quick oh yeah that happened years when i was a little kid one of those like box saturn missiles Mm-hmm. One of the shots was a little bit too hot and then flipped it over. It saw on its side and it was oh, pointing at everybody. And those Saturn missiles, it's not one and done. It's like 50 more to come, mm-hmm. you know, just sending them like towards the everybody. Like batteries? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they just... Yeah. 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 Tilt one of them on their side. Lay it right on the curb so it's just about head level. Yeah. Coming at you. But <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Good Fourth of July. I did see some good videos though, like really cool, mm-hmm. massive fireworks, really cool firework shows, and like, like one big firework display that, like was American flag, like all colors and stuff. And then I saw like these crazy drone shows they were doing. They're doing kind of, a lot of drone shows yeah, this year it's pretty with cool. the with the dryness. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. Yeah, was some pretty pretty crazy drone shows out there. There was one. Um, I don't know whose show it was. They call it the the Macy's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fireworks show for the year, whatever. I don't know where it's at, Boston or maybe. But anyways, where they were shooting them off, they had like 
four or five cargo ships out in the water canal or river Mm -hmm. and each one had like the same fireworks and so you know they're like i don't know 50 to 100 yards apart each ship really when they start the show it was really cool because it was like coming out from the water but off these the ship decks Hmm. and so the instead of everything being centralized like you could be all on the river yeah, and, and see, see the like, show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that was pretty wild. We had a big one in Kansas City. They do it down there at the World War One uh, Museum. Museum, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of the backdrop. And yeah, so and then we got a storm. Put yeah, out all the yeah. fires. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. knock out the power. Everybody, I had my power was knocked out. I didn't know it, but it was. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, we were scrambling trying to pick everything up. After the party was over, mm-hmm. that's how quick it came through. No, it's just like my wife says, "You know it's gonna storm tonight." Oh, oh yeah, oh, man. <laughs> gotta go get cornhole boards. Gotta get all this other stuff. Yeah, just gotta pick it all up. I was gonna do it in the morning, but yeah. guess not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, we got like two inches of rain or something like that. Jeez, that's pretty good though. I didn't. I mean, I fell asleep before it came through. I remember hearing it in the morning, but that was about it. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it was. So goalie washer. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into our little trip, though, but have you uh, – I was kind of wanting to get an update from Josh on sunflowers and how that's going. And Is this your first year doing this, Josh? Yeah, it's my first year doing it. Okay. So I'm planning to go up here in a couple of days, check it out and do a video on it. But I got a picture sent the other day. They starting they're to, starting to flower. Oh dang! Yeah, look how, look how thick that is. Yeah, that I planted thick. them just a little bit too thick. But I don't know. Them deer are gonna love that field too. Yeah, I know where it's at too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I happen to drive right by it on the way to my place. Today. Oh really? Yeah. 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 It'll be good. I'm I'm hoping it produces. We've been getting timely rains, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, that's that'd my, be a big factor. So like. My biggest concern with it starting to flower in the beginning of July, I don't know if that's too early. So I don't know how long they're going to stay in the flower stage before they but start to... But they're not all flowering. No, I mean, they just... they're kinda, you can kind of zoom in and see how like sure. some, some heads are just starting to open up. Some are already open, but I'd say within probably about a week or so, that whole that's field's going to be you're, yellow. Yeah, you're a month and a half, Yeah, probably. Basically. probably Six a little weeks. bit more, yeah. Six weeks until I really want it to be good and prepped for dove season. Oh, yeah. So it'll start loading up for a couple of weeks. My biggest fear is that, well, it's it's a good fear to have, I guess, is that it just attracts a bunch of doves, and then mm-hmm. they eat it all before I get a chance to hunt it. Yeah. But I think, I think it'll be all right, depending on when I mow. My plan is to actually mow, like, a strip, and wait a week, Mow another strip. You can put some fake lines in there for them oh, to yeah. sit on. I'm going to put a power line in there. All right. Well, a rope. Didn't Aaron do that at his place? I think did he they did. ever use it? Uh, I imagine so. I don't know if I ever heard anything from him about that. Like a clothesline or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to do like T-posts with conduit and a rope. Yeah. And then just let me know. I'll be up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just tell me when and where. Yeah. Some, I'm just not big on the p- 
public. This is private, obviously. I just have never been a big public dove guy. Well, yeah. it gets so crazy. Well, the thing is, it's only crazy for like the first two days. I know, and there's lots of good hunting to be had after the first opening it's like weekend. It's like the Civil season. War for the opening weekend. <laughs> Yes. And we're just standing facing each other across the field. Waving at people like, what's up, guys? Fire! <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of those experiences. People get peppered every year. Yeah. I don't know. When the sun comes up and you're 10 yards facing a guy. <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> but, How's your morning going? Mm-hmm. Then poor doves come down the chute, though. Oh, pow, 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 pow. It's just like, blam, blam. It's like oh, yeah. ducks at the lake, you know? Mm-hmm. You start hearing yeah. hearing the shots way up north. All right, well, they're coming. Just, as they get, boom, boom, they get volleyed at, like, yeah. every hundred yards. <laughs> Call that. Uh, For sure. Yep. But that does look good. I'm First year doing it. So. I'm excited. And now you'll know, like, planning time may be your biggest concern, so you'll probably... You could dial that in. I'm going to get different seed next year. I'm going to get, like, real seed, not just bird food. Oh, yeah. Seed is a... Uh, What's What was wrong with this one? I can't spray broadleaf herbicides. Mm. Mm. Looks healthy to me. It does. There's a lot of water hemp in there. Is there? Mm-hmm. But I talked to the Whitetail right. Institute guy about coming on. I think that'd be cool. On a podcast? Yeah, just... I think... Yeah, I'm still learning each year. Like, just there's so many different seeds and what goes into it, and you know when to plant. But you know, you're talking about, um, you know, the time to plant, and like at the store we sell, you know, different kinds, and you look on there, and it kind of gives you the general timeline. So like fall planting's coming up. It's usually August first mm-hmm. is when you can start fall planting, and um through like I don't know almost close to October really depending on what you're doing yeah but you know one of the big questions but this is why I'd like to have you know more of an expert on than me but um, you just got to be careful fall planning um, for like whitetail this is different because you want yours to be done you know ready to go mm-hmm. September 1st is doing that fall planning and planning it Oh, August 1st, I can go out and plant. And then August is our driest month and there's no rain. And, mm. yeah. you know, so I always tell people, don't be scared about, you know, waiting until like that first week in September. Yep. And then get it in. Maybe, you know, the temperatures come back just a little bit. You still might get a few hot days, but yeah. it's not just boiling every day. Yep. And try to get some water on it so it sticks. I've seen that. Not only does it, you know, there's no moisture, and then you get wind and drought, and then it blows all your seed instead of getting in the ground. And then when it does grow, it's in a ditch. The center of your <laughs> field is all dirt, and then you look to the edge, and like where all the seeds piled mm. up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's so much that goes into it. But we'll save that for another time and actually get someone that knows what the heck they're doing. Yeah. But yeah. I think maybe that'd be talk cool for, drone, for all of you. Drone planning and all that stuff. Yeah, because we were even, even Shannon was talking about, you know, some of the drone stuff that mm-hmm. they do on their farms now. And just Crazy. how it can help you and just getting into areas that you couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. Huh. Yeah. 
There's a lot to it. Just yeah. drop, dropping seeds out of drones. Yeah, you should. Just all of it. Yeah, yeah. you should. Huh. You should plant next year with a drone, Josh. That would be such I'm a cool good. video, though. <laughs> I don't you, don't, you don't have to buy a drone. We'll just find someone that has one. And we know we'll somebody. Just do it. We know probably a couple people that have them. That'd be a cool video. Anyways. I don't, I don't know what I'd plant. Don't worry about it. We'll figure that out then. Just <laughs> okay. plant sunflowers. I got that dialed in without a drone. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna dial it in with a drone. We'll do some clover. We'll do some clover and some chicory with the with a drone. Mm-hmm. That's what go. you need. You need like a turkey plot. Ooh. In the spring. A bunch of chicory. Yeah, that'd be good. But that would be good. Um so yeah, Josh got that going on. That's we've kind of been waiting. I've been waiting to hear an update, but we just haven't been able to. Yeah, we're, I mean, all, we're this all is, together, so. Well, this um, is the first like big. Everybody will know how it turns out when me and Chandler go up there September first for the <laughs> opener. So it'll be no, it'll be a good time. Stay tuned; you'll see it. Yeah, we'll uh, burn it down. We'll burn it. Yeah, uh, but Fourth of July went well. We got food plot stuff going in. Uh, you know, waterfowl weekends coming up. Um, would this will drop before that? Yeah, we'll blink and it'll be waterfowl weekend which, again. Which everybody here, Rogers has been prepping the ad, and I know everybody's asking when they come in the store. Mm-hmm. Which they probably think I'm just lying at this point, but they're like, what's in it? <laughs> what's in there? You know what's in there. I'm like, I really don't. Um, so the way a little insight to kind of how our for anybody listening that maybe doesn't know like how retail and the buying and things go like you know season wise not everything correlates like exactly the day so like when people ask about what items are in there because mm-hmm. yes it's only what we're third no we're 25 days away yep. from the ad coming out basically whatever that Tuesday is, the first that first Tuesday in August leading up to the 5th. And the reason why we don't know 100% what's going to be there, you kind of have an idea, is our stuff is showing up now for the fall. Yep. Right so, so you're trying to – you try to wait as long as possible to make the ad but give you enough time to make sure the ad's good. Yeah, you're waiting on product to show but up. You want to wait for product to show up because the product we're getting in now, Chandler, we probably got, we put in orders for this probably six months ago or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So yeah, it's just weird. It's all a timing thing. Yeah. If we make the ad a month ago, and we'd have to some, change everything the last week of July anyway. We'd have to change it or something doesn't show up or, you know, yeah. so it's just, it's kind of goofy, but it's coming. We started getting the layout of it today, so everybody should be excited. And we, I think we'll have a good one again, I'm sure. But yeah, so I'm excited for that. That's coming up, and that kind of highlights the beginning of our, you know, our season. retail journey season. Yeah, that that kind of kicks things off. You know, it's like our Daytona 500 and starts our season off. So, yep. And then we followed up with the Whitetail Weekend, but. That'd be August 26th. So, yeah, it'll um, be here before you know it as well. It will, yeah. Um, and then on top of that, so obviously I went on my fishing thing, and then um, hopefully we got some stuff. I don't know when it's going to come out. It takes a little bit of work, but we did um, 
some awesome fishing stuff. Yeah, we did a, um, a, down <clears> south a bunch of bunch of fishing commercials, but we went and took all the Rogers lures, shoved mm-hmm. them in a bunch of tackle boxes, threw them on the Phoenix bass boat, and drove two hours south to the place called what's that place called? Um, Angler's Paradise. Yeah, mm-hmm. was it an Angler's Paradise? It, it really was. I would mm-hmm. say. I mean, honestly, the whole the whole thing looked cool. It fished really well. The cabins were great. Had a dock like just, and it wasn't it wasn't a big body of water. You had this place to yourself. Yeah, he likes to rent it out. Like if you're more than just like a grandpa and a kid, mm-hmm. um, he'll rent it out. Like if you got a full house or full a full house or two, the whole place is yours. Yeah, and I it's, think I think he said, I think it's like over seven miles of strip pits is what we're fishing. Pits, yeah, hmm. it's old coal mining pits. But it literally, this gentleman turned it into an angler's paradise. Yeah. And, of course, when we were down, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're pushing 102. No, it was the hottest weekend. It's not like it was. Yeah, it was pretty hot. It might be the hottest weekend this year that we see, the hottest week. It might not get that hot in August. I don't know. Yeah. So it's not like it was the peak time to be there, Um, and we still caught great fish. ton of fish. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what it's like. Like in the spawn or or just like that first week after the post-spawn? Or just, yeah, pre-spawn, spawn, Mm post-spawn. I mean, I'd love to go down in the fall when the fish and the water kind of cools down and the fish are just trying to eat. Yeah. That's all they're doing is eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but no, it's pretty, I mean, it was pretty cool. We had a a cabin. You walk down to the boat dock. We had two bass boats out there. We had Greg Prophet, who was on the podcast. He mm-hmm. came down and brought his boat, that Falcon yep. fiberglass bass boat, which was a cool boat, super yeah. wide. You got the fish off it most of the time, didn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, it is a it's a wide boat. Yeah, wide. I got to learn about live scoping. Oh yeah, it was just cool to see. I've never actually spent time watching any live scope. Yeah, maybe a video or something, but to watch it in person just to kind of see how it mm-hmm. works. You know, he's like, and hey, Pat. I got to tie on a new lure if you want to run that trolling motor. It kind of made me nervous, but I stepped up there. I was watching, you know. It's like, oh, dang, that's what's over there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I thought it was cool. It was kind of our first time to really take all this fishing stuff we've been talking about since spring mm-hmm. that we've come out with at Rogers and put it all together and go down there and really give it a good run and test these things out. Yep. And with multiple people, spinning rods and bait casters and swim baits and some of the, you know, slab cranks and the stem worms and the tear crawl. And, yeah. Like, it's funny because, you know, the tear crawl, um, which, if you don't know, is a new bait we made. And you can just do so many things with it. And it's funny because I think I was with you and I switched to our Ned Rig head mm-hmm. and I was throwing the turd dangler. Yeah, the T-U-R-D. The T-U-R-D, the, the, uh, the ultimate, Rogers, the ultimate dangler. Rogers dangler. It's a good Ned Rig bait, which I, I switched to and I was just hammering up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I tossed that little Ned Rig up there and just, just kind of let it trickle down and bam. 
and uh, and that was fun. Well, the the turd bait that I needed was on the other boat, and the one that I was using needed to be swapped out. But I had the terror crawls on my boat. Oh yeah. And so, and I, it was you. I don't. I'm pretty sure it was Chandler, but he's like, just use the terror crawl. You can turn it into a Ned rig as well. That's one of the things. It's such a multi-purpose bait. You can Texas did you, rig Did you go it, pinchers or no pinchers? So I took the pinchers off. Yep. And then flipped it upside kept down. The, kept the little a little fat end. Yeah. Little fat end. The little uh, dingle head yeah. deal. I don't know, <laughs> but like you know, you get such good movement yeah. on it. You catching fish on that too? And so I used that as my Ned rig. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool, and, it, and that works. Yep. So it was neat. Um, and gosh, we used the like the Cinco style worm, the, the stem the worm. Stem worm uh, that was which we making a five inch. Yeah, that was a tons of colors. right out the gate. That was I caught before we even started filming. We or didn't have a film guy ready. I was I was I got I launched the boat and I was driving it to the dock where their camp where their house was and. I was like, I, I was telling Greg, he was on the other boat, and I was like, I just can't not fish, Greg. And he's like, yeah, me neither. So he's digging a rod out of a locker. <laughs> I had one on the on the deck, like within 10 casts. I had a – I had four a four and a half? It was three and yeah, a half, I would bet, three and a half. It, wasn't, it was a good bass, though. It was I, good. And I, I was like – I just see Chandler driving this boat, and there's a nice little lay down he's passing. He's like, I got to try it. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. what whips, it was. Whips, it was right I I was on the trolling motor because our, our dock wasn't too far from the ramp, and it was a little shallow in the section we needed to cross, but then it got deeper. And once I got through the shelf spot, I was only a couple hundred yards from our dock. I just saw, saw how clear the water is, probably eight foot, six to eight foot of visibility. Wow. Great, great clarity. Real clear. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's so cool. I don't get the fish that clear that often because you could see the fish I caught fighting four five six foot down which is so cool for me because i don't just don't see that around here at least yeah and you could just see this grass line and like ledges coming down and you can just see it going to darkness and i threw that five inch stem worm up on top and just let it just float down the edge of that and within a couple casts i hooked a, a nice fish and i was like well this is it we're gonna be catching three and a half pounders all day for the next couple of days but we caught a lot of fish. We they did. weren't all three and a half pounds, no. but we we caught a lot of fish. Yeah, but yeah, we caught some good fish. But I I've and a ton of fish. I got I was the most successful on our the torment ten inch ribbon tail worm. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, in June July, you know, if I'm not dragging a jig, throwing a Carolina rig out deep or something, I'm throwing a ten inch worm, and yep. I was just I was having a blast catching fish on that. Yeah. What was the biggest fish you guys caught? So, yeah, I was gonna, going um, to that. It's five six, five point yeah. five pounds. Yeah, five point six two pounds. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. On the stem worm, five inch stem worm. Greg Greg caught that one. Yeah, that was a the good biggest one. one. It was a, it was just a good healthy fish. It's funny too. That was a new spot that had just opened up this year. Yeah, like this little channel we had to get in to get to this. Yeah, like stretch. And Greg's like, we barely get through the it wasn't even, and he's like, it was like a couple minutes into it. Like, mm. so it's a giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've caught some fours, four somethings, and some. Oh yeah, yeah, some good fish. Um, but then I also I caught a bunch on the arc, 
75T tungsten rattle lipless crankbait. Oh yeah. Hmm. On that same on that same area, I was just casting parallel to the bank, mm-hmm. and I caught like three or four in a row. They weren't huge by any means, but they, it was just fun to throw out that bait, that yep. uh, lipless crank, you know, over the grass and just have them just they can't stand that tungsten rattle because we have we have the one with multiple steel rattles, which is like that classic lipless crank sound and then we have the one tungsten rattle which makes that one knocker kind of sound yeah. and that's what i threw out caught a bunch on that terror crawl on our shaky head that we came out with, the shaky head we came out with this year yep caught one on that on a bluff wall you know that was pretty cool what about the finesse jigs you guys break those out at all um uh, i broke one out i threw the calculate i didn't throw the the manipulate which I is the finesse threw, uh, i can't remember which one now I, I threw one out there. By the time by the time we got, I mean, what we were fishing, we needed the faster fall rate and the manipulate finesse jigs just weren't heavy enough, I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pat had a spinning rod that he probably tied the manipulate on, but I threw the mm-hmm. calculate for sure. I've been catching a lot on the calculate the last couple of days. So, um, it was funny. We were, so they had to go film some stuff with the boats and then me and Chandler stayed back. Yeah. Um, we were, to, we were doing to get some like sound. We were doing audio, audio oh, yeah. stuff, and uh, we knew that evening um, that someone else was going to be checking in to fish, and it happened to be a, a couple people from Kansas. Um, so a grandfather and then his grandkid, um, which I'll give a shout out to him, but his name's Aiden, and uh, I feel like we're friends now, Aiden. Yeah, um, they come rolling down our. They'd launch the yeah, boat like, and just start rolling down our channel. Cruising down. And what's funny is I still had my Ned rig tied on, but we're just getting sounds. Like, you could see all the bluegill beds. Mm-hmm. Because it was so – and you'd see bluegill. So I'm just messing with my Ned rig. And at first, I had a bluegill bite it. So didn't, I, get, I lit, didn't connect, right? Yeah. It, I went to lift it up, and then it just kind of came off. And a little bit of time goes by, and – they go by on the boat, you know, and they're fishing and they hadn't caught one yet that I could see. And, uh, so we're trying to get different fish sounds. We're like, what do we come up with next? And about that time I threw down my, the turd again on that Ned rig into that crappie bed. And I'm just kind of, I only did it cause I wanted to see what it looked like. Yeah. Underwater. Now you're just watching it. Yeah. I wanted to see how I should move it and what it looks like when it's on mm-hmm. the bottom standing up. And about that time, a bass comes out of the grass right next to my bait. And Chandler's like, it's a bass, get it. So I kind of flick it a little bit, and boom, bass hits it. And I catch it. I barely got three feet of line out of my pole just messing next to the dock. So we got uh, sounds of catching a fish. (laughs) I turned on the recorder, and he's just fighting the fish, and it's splashing everywhere. Splashing, you know, and... And I can hear them too. I, I heard them. They got one. I think they're, I don't know, getting the sound or because you had the headset. I had a on big and microphone stuff, so. and your headphones on. I'm yeah. over here yeah. recording, Pat. It was so funny. But they came back and we, yeah, we they gave, did them come some, by. gave them some lures and they yeah. had. Yeah. They had Aiden, like, I think Aiden, by the time we caught back up to him, we, the boat came back and we got back on the boat and went out for that evening. Aiden had caught three bass already on our um, B line. B line, the new B line. Little B. Yeah, the little, little B. Yeah, B line's the inline, inline spinner for okay, yeah, for trots, for trout. 
but the the little b is that beetle spin style mm-hmm. yeah so he was excited and just out there learning yeah. you know but it was a good time so we got all sorts of footage and i'm excited to see yeah i'm what excited to see like. what it looks and like it'll yeah. take a little bit you know how editing and videos and you know there's a lot of stuff to go through even though it's a you know two days worth of footage it's all day footage so there's yeah. you know little little behind the scenes we had some underwater camera work they had a yeah yeah how a, was that they had a cinematic <laughs> camera in a, in a really expensive underwater housing and the guy the camera guy uh jumps in the gets gets a life jacket on jumps off the dock to get some underwater footage of the lures and there's like an underwater spring or something right by him so it keeps pushing him away pushing him away from the dock like he's like having to like swim back to the dock or else he's just going to get kicked out to the middle of the channel and uh, so we ended up tying a rope to him and that was <laughs> we <laughs> taught him off like a catfish stringer yeah. did you see any of the video from that camera uh i don't know if i've seen i think i saw a few of them yeah there was a couple like we I mean, in the in the viewfinder we got to see but i haven't seen anything yet from yeah. any of those underwater shots um, right i want to see it we yeah. did i did get to see some cool shots though of like you know catching the fish and pulling it out of the water and putting it back There's yeah. some cool stuff they're they're pretty yeah, they're on top of it every time we caught a fish yeah it was neat i tell you what that area though really impressed me yeah like you don't know what you're going into when you you know book a place that you're going to stay and i showed up I'm like man this is incredible full kitchen nice cabins Nice and cool. Yeah, everybody. The docks had power. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, nice. Like you just plug your boat in at the dock. Right there, he had them built into the dock. They had a little pole off the end of the dock that you could switch your power on, mm-hmm. you know, and then just shoot. Yeah. Everybody, like the camera guys, are like, "Hey, you know, we should do a bachelor party here." And then, yeah, I know. Greg was like, like, "We should just come down here and fish." <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, Greg was ate up with it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we drug him along to go fishing for two days and just get to throw as many lures as he wanted. Oh, we were testing them all out. Oh, that's what I wanted to say, too, was, um, and I mentioned it earlier about using that swim bait. So going there, we knew we wanted to, you know, utilize, you know, most all the Rogers baits that we had. You know, as many as we could. Mm-hmm. We caught them on everything. I mean, from our new hog hustler, Topwater. Yep. I caught them on a spinner bait. Mm-hmm. We just, yep, we went. We through. tested them all out, but it made me focus on only using a few baits. Yeah, instead of looking at your garage. Yeah, and so it just it made me really confident. Like, I know I can catch fish with these. Yeah, there's something to say about like I'm going to go catch a fish on a jig. If you if you're not like a confident jig fisherman, mm-hmm. and you just got to go out and do it. Yeah, and so you just. You get that first one, and you're like, and you kind of remember how you worked it or what you did, and you just and another one. How long do you let it fall, and then you start reeling that kind right. of thing? Yeah, and so, like, it wasn't. I mean, the like the stem style worm, like Texas rig fishing with mm-hmm. worms. I just started doing that the past couple of years, and that was because I started doing like um, the Thursday night tournaments, mm-hmm. and. Blake at the store, which is Greg's son, and yeah. Brandon, they knew how to do it. 
So they're just kind of showing me. And so I just started practicing. And then when I got that first one, you know, and your confidence builds, and then you get another one, and then, and now, you know, oh, are yeah. you using the Ned rig? I've never done a Ned rig. I haven't thrown it. Until. Well, I haven't, like. Last week was the first time I chose a Ned rig knowing that's what I wanted to throw. Yeah. On <laughs> purpose and lit them up. It wasn't a, well, they're not biting. Might as well try this. I lit them up. Well, it wasn't that. We were catching everything. I mean, we were catching them on 10-inch worms. and, and then, But the, what we saw was Pat was just beating our butt on the, on the amount of fish catches because he just threw that Ned rig on. Yeah, if we were going for total like bites, number of fish. Number of fish. I rocked it out. But look there at that score go. tracker update to yeah. be like Pat 10 fish for <laughs> ten, eight, eight ten pounds. Points. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chandler would be like three fish for the same amount, though. Yeah. Um, But I just wanted to use it. I just wanted to, and obviously, gain my confidence in using it. And, and, you know, I was talking to Greg, and we're just, you know, we're really hammering away at this fishing thing. But I just, you know, getting that word out there and letting people know, like, you know, you really got to come into the store if you're ever traveling through or if you live around the area or if you have a chance to come by router sporting goods and really check out you know all the fish and stuff one that we have to offer i mean it's crazy mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain it you might have been there in years past you know and been like oh they just don't have the options or they don't have this and and i've heard that but i'm telling you it is not like that there's so much to choose from yeah and on top of that then we bring in you know, the revamped Rogers lures lures line, you know, some of the old school, new school um, stuff that you're used to seeing in other companies that, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd feel confident in and just, you know, I just want people to feel confident. Like, Hey, if, if I use their baits, you know, and I make a switch, you know, is it going to be worth using? And I would tell you, yes. Um, you know, now that I've tested it, right? Yeah. People get skeptical. You you know, it might be a guy that fished Strike King or it might be a guy that's, you know, used to another bait company. Mm-hmm. So you get nervous because you're trying something new. Yeah. I found myself the other day. So Sunday I went out on the kayak after our trip. You know, I was like, I had to go back out and, <laughs> and go fishing, right? You got the itch, huh? Yeah, I got, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Got out the kayak because now the kayak's fully rigged with live scope and everything. Got the trolling motor with spot lock on the front. Like it is almost done. The only thing I've been thinking about adding is, you know, a lighter battery, like a lithium battery and some other fun stuff. And a but, GoPro pole on the back. Uh, to film that's you. easy. Actually, do, actually, some, one of us has one laying around, but um, a powered one too. There it you runs go. power straight to it. That's what I'm talking about. I have to wire it up again. I've wired so many things on that darn thing. <laughs> you know, wires coming out everywhere. Like new house. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I got a kayak and I have, you know, trolling motor wires. You got to put like eight gauge running from the front kayak. and the back. I got a GPS puck for the spot lock. I have a live scope and and unit all ran separately on wire. You know, powered wire, so it's mm-hmm. gotten pretty intricate, but. I, I found myself going from my favorite ribbon tail worm of pass, just leave it at that, and then going to the Rogers Torment because I something about the plastic and the color 
Yeah, it's just. And you used it. You had to go out and use it. I went. Yeah, we went out and, and I threw that that ten inch worm and caught so many fish. Now I'm over here looking at like, well, I actually think I like the head of this one better. It fits on the hook better, mm-hmm. and I like the colors and I like the plastic and everything. So I ended up like that's the that's the ten inch worm I want to throw, even though I have a bunch of other brands. Yep. That probably worked just fine. Sure. But mm-hmm. yeah. anyways, but like what I said earlier, like calculate. We fished uh, an unnamed lake that has great, great structure, but not not a big lake mm-hmm. by any means. And and uh, we fished around some good, like the good hot spots, and we caught a couple fish. And there's a bunch of grass, fishing some grass lines and stuff. But then we went out to this spot I fished before, and with the live scope, I was actually able to find, like, the stumps that I was fishing before that we would accidentally find in mm. the past. And I found the stumps with the live scope and knew my live scope rod, the handle for the live scope, because I could point it manually. It's not on a trolling motor. I can point mine wherever I want it to go. And I sat there and I would literally just point it at the stump. And this is in like 10 foot of water too. So you can't, you can't see it. It's not above water. You can only find it with electronics. And I would point it at it and it would give me a directional area to cast to it as I'm spot locked. And I would throw right at the stump or right past it or right to the right of it or whatever. And I would drag that calculate jig, which is our f- uh, flipping slash swim jig. It's mm-hmm. kind of got like mm-hmm. this hybrid head. It's not a it's not a football head and it's not a finesse jig. It's kind of got this fish faced, you know, looking jig head that's great for swim and great for just flipping and and that type of stuff. And I would just I was throwing that out to the right of it, throwing the half ounce one, just dragging it black and blue start hearing start feeling roots all that good stuff and all of a sudden then it feels mushy but still something on it and you're just swinging and i was we were catching hey. so many fish on there, there i go. caught a four something off of, of one of those stumps i didn't have i don't have a scale on the kayak but it was it was a nice fish but that was my that we did that yesterday morning yesterday we went out to the old ville the old smithville yeah. and uh wasn't too great i did catch a walleye yesterday did you? On the Intent 62. Boom. Our deep diving crankbait, which was the weirdest fish catch I've had in a while because it didn't fight. Huh. Yeah, man, a, they're, about not, a, they're not supposed to be fishing for me right now. Yeah, it's about a 20-inch walleye. Wasn't, oh, wow. wasn't crazy. Just going to play dead. And <laughs> I hooked it, and I was like, man, I think I have like either a, a crappie or a bluegill that just as small as can be. Because it wasn't, and I was throwing a, a deep cranking rod, so I'm throwing like a seven six heavy moderate. So I mean, yeah. the rod's got a backbone on it, mm. and that might have been it. But I hooked something, and I was like, "This is a little fish. It ain't doing much." And it never surfaced, right? They don't come up like largemouth do. Mm-hmm. And finally, when it gets to the side of the kayak, it it flashed its side, and I was like, I was confused. I thought it was a largemouth for a second, and then I was like, "That's long and skinny. That's a walleye." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick my thumb in its mouth. Yeah, but, don't do that. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, I got a little walleye. From I learned it. what a real hook set looks like. Golly! From who, Greg? Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was bad. Rip the gills out of them, huh? I, hey, they say hook sets are free. Yeah. But I would half the time I would try to dive down in the water. <laughs> you feel like you got a duck every time you <laughs> see him load. You'd see him load up. I'm like oh. <laughs> That'd Please be a good video. <laughs> Please don't rip that jig yeah. out and hit me in the face. Greg gets a bite, and you see Pat just swan dive off the back of the boat. <laughs> yeah. 
I did. I got my <laughs> Ned rig stuck in a tree because I love fishing trees. And uh, yeah. And so this tree was not in the water. <laughs> I cast it a little too high. Oh, that, that and, type of tree. I was like, I mean, yeah, I, I love throwing trees no, in the water no, too. No, this tree was on the bank. <laughs> and uh, and it got stuck. And I was pulling on it. I'm, like, I'm just going to give it one one good pop. Oh man, hit the I deck. I did, and it came out and hit me in the back of the leg. It hurt. A little stingy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm glad I didn't go past the barb on your calf. I know. That would have been yeah. two in like two weeks. Uh huh. Well, I had professionals then. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys wouldn't know, and I'd take care of me. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> your dad just wanted to torture you. He did. Seriously, yeah. that look in his eye. <laughs> I didn't even know who he was. It was very scary. Yeah. So when do you guys kind of transition, like just mentally where your mind goes when you're thinking about outdoor recreational activities? When do you start to kind of transition from really gearing up for fishing and always thinking about, I want to go fishing to... Yeah, to like... Hunting season's coming. I got to go shoot right. my bow. I got to I gotta make sure I got all my gear ready. Like, when does that start for, for you guys? For me, I typically... Um, although I'm doing a lot more fishing now than I ever have one because I have access to a boat now yeah that helps I've got now a community of friends that love fishing and so just people to go with so Mm -hmm. my fishing season is now extending but I would say by mid-August oh wow you're that late huh Mm -hmm. well yeah, and it might even be late August, but like when we get to our Whitetail Weekend, so August twenty sixth, August twenty sixth, Whitetail Weekend, Rock yep. Sporting Goods, be there. Um, yeah, it's that mid to late August. I'll really start switching to okay, I, like you know, need to check my stuff, make sure everything's good to go, start washing clothes, go tromp around in the woods, yeah, clothes. Josh, you, you need know. to come to Missouri and realize that we don't like our big duck season is not for like another three months after that. <laughs> Cause and we don't, we don't yeah. shoot big ducks till like, like 10 days into November or something. And, like, or, I don't know, middle season or something like that. It's all the way in November. Yeah. I don't get big into dove. Unless someone invites me, Josh. Um, <laughs> I feel like somebody's fishing for an invite. And I just don't. Well, I'm going to be in that area anyways. Oh, yeah. you know, maybe somebody wants to take we me out in their gator anybody. tracks. Huh? We won't tell anybody. Hey, we'll trade off. Yeah. Well, Pat's got the full kitchen in his boat. Yeah. yeah. And a toilet. That's right. <laughs> I'll take you out. You always need people to fill in and yeah. come out. I got want d- more people. Dude, I got a bunch of di- a diver dog. decoys. And you have a dog. And I have a dog. Yep. What else do you want? Yeah. So. Ducks. Yes, for ducks. Yeah. Um, and so, like, just the, unless you're coming off a summer pattern of a deer you're really after. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, are you deer I don't hunting get in super, September? I don't get super excited in September yeah. as much. Like, just a lot of, you know, uh, trail cam footage. Cutting, cutting, shooting lanes. Checking, checking yeah. lanes, yeah. checking, uh, you know, mineral plots, things like that. Because it's still, you know, it's warm. Mm-hmm. It can get miserable. So, you know, really, n- not that I'm fishing, though. Um, 
Although that's a great time to go just because it's cooler again. You come off that summer. You've oh, been man. fishing yeah, all summer, you got, sweating and hot. Now you can go back out in a hoodie. Yeah, you can't give up on that fall bass pattern, no. man, because they're, they're just getting fat for the Damn, winter. fishing in a hoodie in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So if, so I mean, really it's later for for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take part in teal and dove, um, but they're not going to be – I'm not traveling all around the Midwest, as far as I know, this year to go do that. So it's going to be dove opener probably. And then, and you know what? And this year, and I don't know yet, I might be in West Texas dove hunting. I think I'm going. That'll be fun. Um, family does a big dove shoot every year. My grandpa's 94. Just need to go go sit next to him in a chair. Make sure he's got ear protection on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're not going to do a lot of talking? No. Well, I mean, yeah, we might not do a lot of shooting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, I think I might go this year. Bring a voice recorder. Yeah. You'll be happy you did. You can get those <laughs> stories. And... With the, with the, the gun, sh- the dove shots in the, in the background. Oh, That'd be yeah. good. <laughs> but with, with that, you know, fishing everyone around there still probably, I'll probably fish still in September, but yeah. you know, teal for us is, is not very long and it's like a two weekend deal and you're done. I mean, unless you get to shoot, hunt during the weekdays and mm-hmm. with the sun and our work schedules, it's hard to it's hard to do that until I think like daylight savings kind of makes it easier to hunt before work somewhere yeah. around there. I don't know. I thought heard we were losing that or something. I don't know. I don't daylight uh, savings is ending or something. I, I hope it doesn't yeah, change. Just on that, anyways, because we used to we used to get more time to to hunt before work. Whenever that switched over, we would go out. Before work and get in a little bit of mallards. Some days you get more than others, but 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 yeah. In September, after teal season, I'm probably going to fish as much as I can. And even early October, I think I'm going to be probably chasing around some some fly fishing, some trout, some browns, or something. That's my. I think that's what I'm doing this year. But then late October is when, or in October, going into late October is when I'm thinking about getting up in a deer stand. And, and you notice I haven't said anything about big ducks yet because they don't start for another month, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you're over here in Kansas. When when's the first time you can shoot a big duck in Kansas? Not talking about going to Nebraska or wherever. Yeah. It's usually like the second weekend in October, usually. Yeah. You like second, around the second week. Yeah, we're, we're just zone. thinking about pre-rut deer activity then. We're not even thinking about ducks. Well, the, the duck hunting is never really spectacular that yeah. time of year. Uh, yeah, it can be good, but you're not you're not getting big groups of mallards. You're just gonna get a lot of teal, a lot of blue wings. It's just like it's like a an, another teal season. Yeah, that's what it really feels like. Oh, that's well, that's nice though. Yeah, it's not fully enacted yet. So. Oh, really? But we're still. No, we're just still forget that. On it, I thought so. I heard something like that. They are. Well, they're they, working. They on introduced it. a bill last year. That's yeah. what I remember in the Senate. My guess so is that, it's probably just going to sit there. It might. I mean, some states might want it, some might not. Aren't we supposed to have 13 know. months anyways? Well, <laughs> Josh, that's technically. That's down this conspiracy theory. Yeah, let me hole. put my tinfoil hat on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get into that on this podcast. No. All right. But, um, I'm ready to go out this weekend again. But, yeah, I still want to get in some fishing. You should come out. You guys are fishing fools. Well, I mean, what what are we 
I don't know how many sunflowers to plant. <laughs> it's not fishing. like I'm, do- I'm not sitting out there do watching them grow. Excited, speaking of fishing, do you get excited just to go through your tackle every now and again? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was a lot worse a long time ago. Yeah, I, oh, I agree. I, would. I agree. When I was in high I school, I would spend man. hours like a kid. Sonia, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go check out my fishing tackle or whatever. <laughs> I'm out in the driveway and I got it all laid out, you know, and like OCD kicks in. Yeah. She's sitting up there in the window, look like the kitty cat, staring down at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> really? You need to go through it again? Yeah. But you don't realize, like, so I went to Minnesota and came back. And then I went on that, which I needed to reorganize for that trip mm-hmm. because based off of what we were doing. So, like, a couple fishing trips, it's time to reorganize again because you got baits and wrong things and hooks everywhere because when you're fishing, you're just throwing. You, you, you take the, the whatever's in the cup holder of the boat and just yeah. throw it in the bottom of the bag. I'm the worst I've on got, the kayak. I've got extra oh, yeah. line, I, you know. I do not put lures back. Mm-hmm. Well, put I them put, in the cup holder. I have, a, I have a, ta- a flambo tackle tray in the back, like a really cool kayak tackle box in the back that holds a bunch of 3700s and, and a bunch of plastics right mm-hmm. so at the end of the end of the end of the fishing day on the kayak i just grabbed everything that's around my seat you know and i just put in the top tray of that and i'll deal with it later i know but, yep i got swim baits mixed with hard baits and jig yeah. heads and wrong boxes and because stuff's going everywhere I try, I try not to put wrong lures back in the wrong box i try to just if they're wrong if they're out they just stay out until they get put in the right spot yeah and minor. then inevitably something's gonna end up in the console of the truck mm-hmm. yeah 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 i was looking at like a cool rod storage locker for the bed of a truck i started googling that mm. oh so like something to store I in. I don't know if you've seen what's coming from the back of my truck coming up, but it's it's like a it's like an overlanding skeleton rack system that's bed or that's cab height. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I can show you later. But I it, I got Molly's running on on both sides, Molly panels, so I can attach whatever I want. I'm thinking about finding a quality rod like strap system like you would have on a boat or something or, mm-hmm. or in store and you could I would store rods on the inside of the Molly panel and they would hang out the rod like the, the extra long seven foot six rods would hang out the back of the truck yeah just hopefully no one runs into them because I can't <laughs> yeah that'd be bad my deal. truck yeah. bed, my truck bed, I have to worry like, I might have to think that one through real quick yeah I can't put my rods just in straight yeah without the tailgate down so you put them at an angle and then you can't really put a bunch of other stuff in the truck bed because then it well, falls on here, it. Here, I've got the solution it. for you, Patrick. When I was in high school, I made a fishing rod holder for the bed of my truck. Mm-hmm. I took some 2 by 10s and made a triangle. Okay? 45-degree angle coming off. And I put PVC pipe, screwed that in. So I had... It, it looked like one of the, like a back of one of those, so uh, like those. deep sea trip mm-hmm. the, boats. It's yeah. right behind the the back glass. Yeah, I put it back there, and so it's then going everything's at an angle. Yeah, everything's like coming that. up and out because I got tired of all my rods getting bent. So up. I've seen those. It seems weird, but it doesn't hurt like the wind. Nothing. No. It's not bending no. them down. No, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. I've seen those. You can probably whip it together, whatever you got in the garage. That's probably true. Right now, I still put 10 to 12 rods in my passenger seat of my truck. And if a buddy goes with me, he's sitting right next. He's sitting like 
next to the rods in the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. We would drive down to Lake Fork and all the rods, not all the rods, but a lot of the rods would be in the passenger seat. He got like 20 rods sitting up there. <laughs> Your passenger's knees are tucking, touching his chin. Yeah. Yeah. It just Because like we won't, we won't put those rods out in the, in the bed of a truck. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Too nice. Hmm. Yeah, it's been an exciting yeah. summer so far. Still got a little bit to go, but... Yeah, I think I'm going to go down to Lake Fork at the end of this month. I'm thinking, I need to ask Stevie. We're still fishing, boys. Yeah. I need to get the dog out. I think I'm going to hook, I'm gonna connect with Jacob Lang and, and do some Yep. Do some hog hunting. Yeah, get on them. What I mean by that is 10-pounders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those some big swim baits. Yeah. I might just take the dog to the lake tonight. There you go. Yeah, work on that. That's getting so hot. Yeah. I don't want to work her too hard. Yeah. True. So. I get it. But um yeah, we should have some guests coming up and some yeah. more podcasts coming out. So. Yeah, there's a bunch of new products starting to hit the hit the door and we'll have some new guests coming in to talk about it. So there's yep. all sorts of stuff. New guests. Keep an eye on our website. There's what like Chandler said, the fall stuff's coming in, so new products sent in the store. Email blast. Uh, stay tuned for those. Yep. The, we're working on that waterfowl weekend ad, so... Truckload uh, flyer should be coming soon, too. Yeah, truckload, truckload flyer a few weeks out. but It'll drop all, in July sometime. All coming together, peeps. Yep. It's going to be a kick good off. one. Yep. Be, be so, ready. Um, That's yeah, it. Yeah, follow us on uh, all of our social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter... Twitter. Uh, check out our YouTube page. Make sure you like and subscribe there. Um, you know, and if you can, it'd be great for us. Share share our podcast with everybody and spread the word. And Give us a rating and yep. all that good stuff. You know, do it. Like it. Give us a poke. We appreciate it, guys. Do. So, yep. It's good to be back. Yeah. About time. Let's make, a, make it a quick turnaround this next time. Yeah, so. Same time next week. Let's do her. Until then, we'll see you. See ya.